G'day guys, welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today I have beautiful, special, lovely, um, <laughs> sexy guest, my wife Kel. She's on the podcast. How's it going, Kelly? Good, how are you? Good, chugging Good. along. Yeah. Yeah, doing well, Trying doing well. Trying to stay awake. Yeah, you are or I am? I am. You are. Right now. <laughs> You're battling. Kel's, Kel's still battling with the baby and waking up at night and yeah. breastfeeding and everything. So, um, this podcast episode, I had a, a question from, I can't remember the person that was on Instagram and they, they asked if we could do an episode on languages, language learning and the baby. So, yeah. how we're going to, how we plan to raise a bilingual baby. Yes. So, I thought this would be a good, uh, a good podcast episode where we could talk about that as well as maybe your English, my Portuguese, everything like that. Okay. So, where do you want to start, Kel? Um, this is on you. So, <laughs> uh, I think everything started when you decided to learn Portuguese for real. Yeah. Because before we were like, oh, I can say a few sentences and, you know. A few but, swear words. But then you decided to take it to take it very seriously and, you know, we had a baby and... How do you think that went and how did I take it seriously? For those listening who don't necessarily know the story, what, what exactly happened and, and how do you think I've gone? I think... Um, The first thing that helped was living with Brazilians in Canberra because mm -hmm. we're living in a house with what three other Brazilians apart yeah. from me. Four at times. Four? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Note to note to you guys: if you come to Australia, try as hard as you can to move in with other Australians. Yeah, or at least other people who don't speak your native language, so you're forced to use English because it makes a massive Absolutely. difference. And I remember it's funny because I remember in, in Canberra we we moved houses a lot and. Yeah. Um, There was there was one time we found a house full of Brazilians and we decided not to live there with them because I didn't want to, you know, lose my English. Yeah. And then Because at the time too, yeah. you should mention you were working at the Brazilian embassy, yes. so you were speaking Portuguese all Most day, every day time. anyway. And then later on it you know, when when we ended up living with Brazilians and it was really good for you. So yeah. we should have done it before, but anyway. Shoulda woulda coulda. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it, it was from there, like you decided to only speak Portuguese with them in the house. Well, those who wanted to practice the English <laughs> with you because you had a friend that... He would always want to speak English. Yes. Um, and then when we moved back to Ocean Grove, we decided to speak in Portuguese only in the house. Yeah, that's um, been really helpful. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's weird speaking to you in English, to be honest, isn't it? So, or to it's use weird English. for me because I'm not, it's not, it doesn't come out as naturally as before <laughs> because I'm not practicing enough, obviously. So, yeah, it's a bit funny when I have to say, like, I love you. It's like, what? That was it, yeah. <laughs> We're so used to saying chiamo in, Portu in Portuguese that... It sounds very weird to sometimes say these phrases in English because we just never say them in English. Yeah, yeah, it's really awkward. I don't know, it's funny. And I've had a few moments like that, right, where I came out of the my office the other day yeah. and started speaking to my mom in Portuguese. <laughs> it was, was funny because you didn't understand why she was looking at you like, what? And you were like, I'm talking to you. And then we were both like talking, speaking in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that people who did that were just making like a point of showing off the fact that they yeah. spoke another language. You know, oh, bilingual problems. Uh, whoops. Uh, did you yeah, know that I also speak Portuguese? La, 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 la. But no, I had um, been sitting in the office. I heard my mum come into the house and 
for whatever reason, I thought of what I wanted to say to her and it just was in Portuguese in my head. So that was the thing yeah. that came out. So, yeah, it was kind of funny because it was obviously a step towards me realizing too how much it's getting sunk yeah. into my psyche, into my uh, subconscious. Really <laughs> <laughs> but it's been good. But the funny thing is you do realize how much you have to push in terms of using other language, talking about other topics, because I found mm. even after, it's probably been a year now, right, yeah. since I've been speaking Portuguese in the house with um, the housemates in Canberra and then with you here, it, it's, it tends to be the same stuff, you know, like it's pretty rare mm. now for us to talk about a unique subject. If we're just having our day-to-day lives roll by, it's pretty rare for a unique subject to sort of come out without actively um, trying to talk about it. So, like, we'll talk about what do you want to do for lunch? Um, do you want to go out today? Are your parents coming over? Um, what do you think of the food? What do you think of this book? Did you want to watch a movie? And because we've talked about that so often, it's mm. just natural. You don't have to think about it. But the moment something unique comes up, like, did you read this article on nuclear physics? All of a sudden, well, I realize then, I don't have any um, vocab for it. And it's, but it's the same for me. Like, yeah, totally. It's still like the, the, I think it, you always have a subject that you can't really express yourself. You can really talk about as naturally as you would about other things. Mm. Like it's even in, in Portuguese for me, like there are things I can't really politics. I'll be like, oh, uh, well, I can express my opinion, but I can't yeah. really, you know, go really deep about it. So I think it's natural. And, you know, but as I long as you can communicate and like you can, yeah. y- you are now in a, you have a really, really good level of Portuguese. So I think that's. It's, it's getting there. Thing. I think I found I was sort of impressed with myself when I was talking to your sister and your father. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they don't speak, yeah, English. Yeah. And so I, but I can sort of, you know, get along chatting to them just fine yeah. now without having to, um, ask for Kel to sort of mm. be the translator. You, you speak with them more than I do, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But it is, I guess, back to my point, it was more that it goes to show how it is still important to push in your foreign language to to learn about other topics you're passionate about but with but about which you may not speak very often with your mm. um say spouse or other friends and family right because there are plenty of topics that I'm passionate about in English that I can't talk about very well in Portuguese because I don't often talk to you about them mm. or they may not come up in conversation for whatever reason with you and so when they do come up in conversation, say Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I haven't spoken about that in such a long time that I'd have to go back and study now to remember all of the different vocabulary and okay. expressions. But if I were to suddenly find myself talking with, say, my old coach, who's Portuguese, he's a Portuguese speaker from Brazil, I would be like, oh, crap, I can't remember all these words and, mm. and expressions. So, it, it just goes to show how much you have to keep pushing and yeah. keep keep researching different topics that you are interested in a, in um your own native language to be able to talk about in the in the foreign language yeah. to keep expanding your you know vocab and passive and active vocab mm-hmm. so how have you found your english what are you doing day to day to improve it or are you just chugging along right now i'm not doing anything apart from <laughs> being a mom and chatting to my parents when they come around yes which is almost every day yeah i yeah. mean i'm still practicing i'm not yeah. it's not as if i would you know I'm not. Well, you're reading the news this morning. You, I see. It's funny, like, because you don't think you're doing much, but I think you're still doing a shitload. Because you, you have to call up the hospital. You have to do appointments yeah. in English. You have to read books in English. You read the news in English. You watch videos in English about raising the baby. So, even if you're not talking to me in English, you're still practicing it a shitload every single day, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I was saying it's not as if I wasn't speaking English at all. It's yeah. not as as often as before because I was, you know, living with Australians or people yeah. from overseas like Europe and we would only speak in English. But um and I was working in towns was working with um Australian, so yeah. be English all the time. Jumped in the deep end there, didn't you? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was hard. Paid off though. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, I'm not actively, like, studying, like, saying, yeah. oh, today I've learned about this, like, you know, sentence or whatever. But I'm still practicing. I'm ju- I just feel like it's, it's a bit harder now because I'm speaking in Portuguese all the time. And, uh, sometimes I thought you were going to say because we have a baby. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, ha- I don't have time to, to do much apart yeah. from being a mom and, uh, mm-hmm. and food and everything to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's been but, pretty crazy. Yeah. So, how have you felt in terms of raising him bilingual? Do you think it's achievable? Did you have a plan to begin with? Did you research it much? Did I you think, think about it much? you were the one who thought about it first. I Because yeah. you were like, of course, I, will, I need to learn Portuguese because um, I want to speak to your family. I want him to speak Portuguese so then he can talk to your family. And so I Kel's was, family all don't speak English, yes. right? So they all speak Portuguese, but they don't speak English yeah. Um, you know, um, I might be able to say humbly anywhere near my level of Portuguese, yes. I would say. And yeah. I was like, wow, it, it, sure. Like, yeah, I didn't think about it. I was like, of course I want him, I want mm. Noah to speak Portuguese and talk to my family because it's his family as well. So, um, yeah, I feel, I, th- I think it's achievable. I just fear those like teenage years when he will be like, I don't want to speak Portuguese. Well, I guess you, you have know? to sort of design your life in a way that it's unavoidable for them, right? So they can't yeah. say, me, me, I don't want to speak Portuguese. It's embarrassing. My friends will tease me. me, me. Yeah. I think you have to do things like surround yourself with other um, families who also have children who are Portuguese speakers. True, yeah. Shout out to Alita and Renato, <laughs> <laughs> who are a family in Melbourne with two kids, two beautiful girls yeah. who are Brazilians and they speak Portuguese. But, you know, who obviously also can speak English and are learning English with their kids and their family so that you have that... It has yeah. a use. I think the most important thing is for the children to realize it has a use, a purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. It's if just they, not like mom and dad forcing him to speak this weird language. Yeah. It's just, you need to actually need it. I get well, it. And I think too, we'll have to make a concerted effort to get him to engage with the culture. Mm-hmm. So, it's not just him speaking, you know, this weird English at home and then he goes to school and speaks English and, you know, interacts with everyone else in, in English English. It's going to be... Um, the fact that if he wants to engage with Brazilian culture, he has to do that in Portuguese. Yeah. So, if he wants to go to, you know, certain family do's or parties or watch movies or listen to music, read books, etc., it, it has to be in Portuguese because there is no English equivalent, yeah. right? So, you have to yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. get them encouraged to be a part of that. But it is difficult, right? If you want to talk mm. about, um, you've got a friend in Geelong called Morgana. Yeah. So, she's married to an Australian bloke as well. He doesn't yeah. speak English. Uh, doesn't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Speaks English pretty well. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but they're raising their child, right? Yes. With both languages. Yeah. But we went to a party at Morgana's and she had a bunch of women come over who are also married to Australian guys, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, Brazilian. Brazilian, Brazilian women who are, who are married to Australian guys. And I think we've spoken about one of the women and her family before. 
But when she found out that I spoke Portuguese, she was like, I need to get my husband to come over she and talk to you. She literally called her husband and was like, you need to come here because you need to talk to Pete. And and she was like, you have to encourage him to learn Portuguese. My my kids don't speak Portuguese because he doesn't speak Portuguese. That was the thing yeah. that I guess opened my eyes a little bit to the fact that you kind of have to consider how you want to set your life up mm. in order to make sure they keep learning the second language. Because I think for her... She spoke to the kids in Portuguese, but that was it. In terms yeah. of their usage, they had no other exposure to Portuguese. And there was, it was almost an embarrassing thing because their yes. dad would never speak it. He, he wouldn't, he learnt a tiny bit, but he didn't actively show an interest in it. And so I think they were embarrassed because he didn't, didn't mean anything to him, right? Yes. Yes. And he did, I think the kids didn't see it as a, well, dad's not doing it. So, yeah. you know, I, I think you have to be the role model. You have to set an example. Yeah. And so I think that, that as well is why it's so important for me with Noah to be learn, for me to be learning Portuguese, for me to be reading, for me to be engaging with the culture, wanting to learn more about it and then using it as much as possible, even if it's just him and I mm. out and about in the street. Um, because I want him to see, you know, my example of I'm really passionate about learning a language. I'm really interested in speaking Portuguese. And so he's going to see, oh, when I speak Portuguese with dad, he gives me more attention or he encourages me mm-hmm. or he likes it. And so it's going to be this positive feedback loop, yeah, right? Yeah, of yeah. When I do this, I feel good because I get attention that's positive and I get mm-hmm. reinforcement. Whereas if it's the, if the shoe's on the other foot and you have a dad who's always like, sorry, I don't speak Portuguese or don't speak that with me or, mm. you know, is disencouraging the kids yeah. to speak it. Of course, you're going to have them end up being like, well, this is yeah. embarrassing. I don't want to do it. <laughs> How do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go with your parents, though? Because I imagine for the first years, let's say when Noah starts, he starts saying his first words, it, it'll probably be in Portuguese, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we speak to him in Portuguese already. Um, but then I imagine your parents would be a bit confused when he's with them and trying I to think call them vovó and vovó. I like, think that it had happened so slowly that they'd pick up on it and they'd Well, they'll know what he yeah. means, but I just, I don't know. I think, too, they're going to be speaking to him in English the whole time. So, yeah. again, the more time he spends with them, the more English he's going to learn. Yeah. So, And that was why I kind of wanted to outsource the English learning. So, I wanted to make sure that it was outsourced, it was happening mm. outside of the house because this will be the only place where he can really learn Portuguese most of the time. Yeah. And anyone else he spends time with here is going to be in English, right? Yeah. And so, I thought, okay, well, you know, especially at the moment, if we end up here for the next year or two, my parents live 100 metres away, so it's not like they're not going to see him very often. They'll mm. see him every week. Yeah. And he'll see my sister, he'll see other people and be, you know, interacting in English all the time. Yeah. So, I didn't really have too much of a fear of that. So, I- yeah, I think we, at the time, at the moment, I don't think we have a plan. Like, I was just speaking to him in Portuguese all the time and hoping he picks it up and... My plan was just to say... English at home? No. Yeah. It's just Portuguese at home in our house so that he associates the house with Portuguese. This is where we use this language Mm -hmm. and anywhere else he can use English, at least for the first few years of his life. And then you have uh, Vanessa as well. They're both Brazilians, Vanessa and Rodrigo. Mm. Um, And uh, Elena, the little girl, speaks half Portuguese, half English. To them. Yeah. She's going to... uh, 
Kinder or something, <laughs> and they speak in English, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she makes it up, and she's like said like half of a sentence is in Portuguese, and the other half is in. I think in, in order English. to avoid that too, you have to make a concerted effort to avoid mixing languages up and speaking a kind of pidgin mm. language where you're using. You know, and we do like this quite do, often. Yeah. We'll be saying something in Portuguese. Well, it's not you, it's me as well. Because I'll, like, before I was trying to talk about, um, breast milk and pumping breast milk so that you can feed the baby later on. And I, I can't remember. I always forget the word for pump mm. in Portuguese. So I just make it in an English word in Portuguese <laughs> with Portuguese pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you understand, but I need to stop myself from doing that and actually look the word up or something so mm. that we don't end up speaking a pigeon. Or two creating new words that, that no one actually uses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we hope we hope he'll be interested in the culture and the language, and he'll. I think the biggest thing is just that you have to not be too blasé about things. You have to be, you have to take the initiative. You have to work hard. You have to say, okay, I'm going to have to make an effort to teach him Portuguese and to mm. to show him things and make it a part of his life. It's not going to happen on its own. Yeah. I can't just take a back seat and hope, oh, you know, well, he's part Brazilian, so he'll work it out. Yeah, when he's like 35 role. and yeah. he's like, oh, I want to know more about Brazil, but not if we don't do anything, it won't happen early. And that's the hardest part too. I think that a lot of children, especially growing up, in a country where their parents or one of their parents wasn't originally from mm. and with a different language, they push back and they don't want to learn that language initially, at least maybe in the teenage years. Yeah. But then I remember all of my friends at school who had parents from a different country, the ones who weren't taught their parents' language always kicked themselves and were irritated and annoyed that their parents hadn't sort of pushed it on them because they, oh, really? they missed out on the opportunity to speak another language. One of my friends, for example, was um, Chris, who was in in the year with me. His mum was Filipino and his dad was Italian, but he didn't speak either of those languages oh, because wow. they didn't speak either each other's language. Yeah, they only spoke English at home. Okay. And so, the difficult part for him was the fact that he had... Both of those parents had different families in different countries who didn't speak English. (laughs) So, he never really got to know any of his relatives, like, really, really well because he didn't speak their native language and they didn't speak English very well. So, he was always like, yeah, I was really irritated. Yeah, I can imagine. And, yeah. Well, if you have the chance to, you know, provide Noah with Portuguese as much as you can, it would be great. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully another language too, maybe French. Maybe French if I have time to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just find a French school and just send him there and be like, you're on your own. <laughs> Work it out. <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. If you have um, questions or feedback too, if you're raising your child yeah, in Australia. Yeah, we'd love to know your techniques and what you do. And yeah, what, you do. what your plans are, the methods yeah. you're using. I think the hardest thing for us is going to be finding material in Portuguese and Brazilian Portuguese to like books and TV shows books. and stuff. Yeah, there's there are, but Flavia, I'm sure. my friend, yeah. she sells up uh, um, books like like um, children's uh, books. Yeah, children's in, books in Portuguese yeah. for in Australia. So but accessibility wise, it's a lot harder. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. yeah, so you have to again go out of your way. Don't just be like, oh. We'll get the English ones, screw it. Mm. <laughs> or we can get the English ones and we can just scrub, scribble out all the writing and then translate it into Portuguese, In Portuguese. And you can read it to the kid. <laughs> all 
All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll chat to you soon. Bye. Peace. Bye.